When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Buck, and as I said, we are going to have someone joining us here in a moment to talk about what it means to be targeted by the left, and then to have some people on the right come after you as well because of a profile piece, in this case by the New York Times. It involves uh, a company that I've known and worked with uh, for years as a sponsor in the past. The founders are friends, they're patriots, they're great guys, and so I want you to know that before we talk about this because I know there are a lot of people right now that based on this New York Times profile are asking questions and clay is going to be weighing into you to make sure that we get answers to all of that but the piece was can the black rifle coffee company become the starbucks of the right the company doubled its sales last year by leaning into america's culture war it's also trying to distance itself from some of its new customers now there were some quotes in the piece that got a lot of people on the right over the weekend at least judging by social media upset we wanted to offer the CEO of Black Rifle Coffee. He's a, a veteran of the United States United States Special Forces, tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. We wanted to offer him this opportunity on this platform to just clarify exactly what his company's mission statement is, what they do, what they really believe. And we're joined by Evan Hafer, the CEO of Black Rifle now. Evan, good to have you on. Buck, thank you so much for having me on. I would love the show. I uh, love being on it. I can't, uh, can't wait to dive in. Yeah, man. Tell us just what what happened here. Why are you guys getting pushback? Because you know the left comes after you because you very openly stand for patriotism, the flags, the Second Amendment, the First Amendment. Right? I mean, there's a lot that the left hates about what the brand represents, but people on the right are upset, too. Some of them are. Why? Right. 
Uh, you know, I think it, it's to be expected from a portion of the country on the left, which is everything, like just our way of life, uh, what we stand for. You know, we want to build a great company. We roast coffee. But who we stand for is the American service members, law enforcement, military, the people that go out, put their lives on the line every day for this country. We want to serve them a great cup of coffee and continue to reward those people that protect and serve our communities every day, whether it's in the United States or overseas. And I built my entire company on roasting great coffee. I started roasting coffee one pound at a time over 15 years ago to take with me to Iraq. We started this company you know, in 2014, or I did, uh, quite literally just to start roasting coffee and giving back to the veteran community. Um, in my way of life is directly derogatory towards a portion of the left, which they don't like freedom, they don't like fun, they don't like firearms, they don't like God, they don't like the first or the second amendments, they don't like just what we do every day. Uh, so I fully intend and expect to get flack from the left just by being me. Uh, I think with the Times article, um, the 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 proposal to us and wasn't proposal. They called us back in March, and I was actually fishing, bass fishing with Matt Best in in Florida before a NASCAR race, and we debated whether or not we would participate even with the times. And we ultimately came to the conclusion, which is we can give somebody an opportunity to give an objective look at the company, uh, whether they use that opportunity to really talk about veterans related issues and things like that, that we presented uh, that's up to them. But we, we fully figured that there would be some type of spin on this that would try to be, derogatory or reflect negatively on the company. Evan, appreciate you coming on. Clay here. Uh, so I, I know the feeling when you have a hit piece coming. I'm sure Buck does too. Right. But whether it's Politico, whether it's the Daily Beast, whether it's the Washington Post, right. I mean, you know when you talk to someone that isn't necessarily aligned with your values, that even if they talk a good game, uh, you are potentially not going to be represented in a way that reflects everything that you talked about. So first question right. for you, when did you read the article for the first time and what was your reaction when you read it? How representative did it feel to you of your interaction with uh, the New York Times? Well, I, I think you kind of have to go back before I read it because I think my first feeling on this was when they do your their fact-checking Right. And they send over their lists of things like questions, whether or not they got information right. Uh, and there was a lot of information that they just weren't really getting right. So that yeah. gave me a perspective as to uh, exactly where the reporting was. Uh, I, I had no idea as to what type of position they were going to take. But you had a laundry list of questions. Uh, a lot of them were just incorrect or factually incorrect. Some of them were taken out of context. So I knew all of these things were going to happen. I just want to make sure that the facts were correct. So when did we start the company? Who started the company? When did we start roasting coffee? All of those things were, were correct, meaning my years in service. Where did I serve overseas? Get the facts right. Um, so we tried to get at least the facts right. Uh, when I first read it, and I had to read it kind of a couple times because at times I was uh, more emotional than I should be because obviously this is contextual to my life. 
and the first thing was there were just blatant things that were taken out of context or woven to create a narrative uh, as if I were somehow uh, saying misrepresentative or slanderous uh, statements towards conservatives. And that was like blatantly obvious. Right. Okay. So, Evan, just so we're clear here, uh, they, they quoted you guys as saying in this article, it's such a repugnant group of people. It's like the worst of American society. Um, the, some of the people that hijacked uh, portions of the brand. And so yeah. that's that's the one. That's the quote that's all over social media. That's what's got people. That's what has some of your people, my people, right? Yeah. People on the right who share our values upset they saw that headline they're upset address for us now both what was left out there from the new york times but also how do you really feel about the people who are upset about this you know what what because they feel like oh i'm they've been slapped in the face what do you say to them well i i think first it's i'm a conservative and there's absolutely no way that i'm in any any context saying negative things towards conservative because I'm not self-loathing. I love being a conservative in this country. I love the country. Uh, what we were discussing, and I think this is where this has to be corrected, the journalists and I were discussing racism and anti-Semitism. And what was happening to the company last year was there was an attack that lasted, an electronic attack that was organized by anti-Semitics, and they were targeting the company based on my last name. And they were making death threats. They were posting memes. Uh, we've, we've seen this dark underbelly of the Internet. Whether they were left or right, I was not differentiating. I was saying these people that are blatantly racist and anti-Semitic, they are the worst of our society. And they showed it on the Internet. And they showed us who they were in the attack. Now, the way that was woven together was directly misrepresentative to the statements. Um, and the, the context of the conversation was only around anti-Semitism and racism. And there was zero connection between conservatives and those two elements of our society. I think it's a very important distinction that conservatives have to make all the time. And so do the left. Like whether you're left or right, you, you can't really put those groups in that bucket. So, Evan, and it, so, it sounds like what you're telling us is that is that, you know, if someone asked me, they said, what do you think of, you know, the, the, the tiki torch mob in Charlottesville years ago? And I'd say those guys, those guys are idiots. They don't represent anything that I share. Correct. And then if I said that and the New York Times says, well, conservative host says that a bunch of other conservatives are, you know, idiots who don't represent his values. It, it sounds to me like that's what you're saying happened here. Is that is that a fair version of events? That is 100 percent accurate. The only time that I discussed this was like repugnant was those elements of our society, anti-Semites and racists, and they have no place in conservative politics or the conservative portion of America. Uh, and I stand by that today. So there's a complete disconnection between what we're referring to in our customer base and those elements of our society. Uh, and that's where there was a direct misrepresentation of what I was speaking of. Evan, one of the things that I think is certainly getting misrepresented in mainstream media is something that uh, any of us are, are somewhat uh, familiar with. One of the challenges that you have as well is your brand at Black Rifle has become so uh, so powerful and so reflective and so uh, attractive to people that you get judged when someone does something 
inappropriate in your gear right. in a way that doesn't happen with Nike, right? Like or right. Uh, or other big brands. That to me seems transparently unfair. Let me give you an example. When uh, when we had all of the protests going on uh, for the mm-hmm. whole summer, and somebody gets arrested and they're wearing a Nike T-shirt. People aren't like, oh, my God, look at Nike. They support looting and rioting and all those different things. Yet when someone in a black rifle shirt gets arrested, it immediately gets uh, lumped in with you. Is that just a form of unfair media? How would you assess the fact that somebody might be wearing your gear when you guys are selling millions and millions of dollars worth of gear? Basically, you have the entire scope in some direction, I would imagine, of American life with people wearing your gear. Yeah, and I think, uh, well, one, it's an unrealistic expectation that after a consumer purchases a hat or a shirt, that you have knowledge as to what they're going to do wearing that hat or shirt. Like, it's a completely unrealistic expectation. Two, I absolutely know that there is a double standard, specifically with, I think, mainstream media to villainize small American companies that really believe in this country and uphold American values and specifically have identified themselves as conservative. They take that as an opportunity to highlight specific companies. And they've done it to multiple companies that I know of, uh, Cryptech, our company, Grunt Style. We weren't just the only ones. So this is a very specific and targeted attack to, uh, I think, inflame certain portions of the country and then make small business because we are relatively small business look bad. Uh, there's no way that I can think of it any other way. I'm not a, a conspiracy theorist in any regard, but I do think that they use this as an opportunity to paint or villainize specific. Evan, we, we got to We got to um, we've only just got time for one more quick thing, but I just want to know, I want you to let everyone know if you were to estimate how many, and just for full disclosure, my show, stretching back now for five years when I was doing my own syndicated show, had Black Rifle as a sponsor at various times. How many conservative media entities, content creators, podcasts has Black Rifle be involved, been involved with? Hundreds uh, over the course of seven years. Uh, I would say the big, bigger ones for uh, seven plus years now uh, but we, we consider ourselves a partner in really, you know, shoulder to shoulder, I think, in, in the information that's being put out. So we love supporting you guys. Like, Hundreds show. of <laughs> conservative. Show. Thank you. And I mean, I, but I think everyone should hear that because I think that's why there's a whole strategy here, Evan, to try to divide and yeah. conquer the right and especially go after those brands and those shows that support content creators out there on the right. But Evan Hafer, CEO of Black Rifle Coffee. Evan, man, first of all, thank you for your service, and and tell Matt and all the guys at Evan that I I, I send my my best. Pardon me, Matt Best, I send my best. Um, but yeah. you know, I had Black Rifle Coffee this morning in my cup. I'll have it again tomorrow. So we'll be talking to you guys soon. Thank you, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. You take care. You know, all dog food out there is dead food, so to speak, meaning that there's not live nutrients in it. It often sits on a shelf for years at a time. That's because the big dog food companies out there don't really think about probiotics, enzymes, vitamins, and healthy microbacteria, right? They're just thinking about calories for the most part. That's why you need to add in the good stuff. That's Rough Greens. Rough Greens is not dog food. Instead, it's a healthy supplement that you put into your dog's food with all the live nutrients necessary for superior dog health. 
Tallulah has been having a rough time. The Frenchie, French Bulldog, rough time with her stomach sometimes. Just the way she is, Frenchies often do have upset tummies. Rough Greens really helps keep that tummy nice and happy and keeps her feeling good, extra energy. So we just add it into her food. It's very straightforward. Whatever dog food you're already using, you add Rough Greens in. It gives digestive enzymes, probiotics, 23 all-natural vitamins and minerals. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love Rough Greens, they've worked out a special deal for our listeners. Go to roughgreens.com slash clay and buck. That's roughgreens.com slash clay and buck, and they'll give you the first bag free. You just cover the shipping. Roughgreens.com slash clay and buck for your free bag of Rough Greens. New voices, same message. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. What's cruel is the way that the communist regime treats its people. You know, there are two classes in Cuba. One is the ruling class run by the communists. Uh, and then there is everyone else who live in squalor. They have, don't have access to food. They don't have access to medicine. They don't have access to the basic necessities. And it's certainly not because of the embargo. Look, Cuba does business with nearly every country in the world. And for six decades, they remained a communist regime. So Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is nothing more than a communist sympathizer who wants to bring socialism to the United States of America, and I'm sure she sympathizes uh, with the regime in Cuba. But the reality is, is that they use everything that they get when they do business with other countries for the regime. They use it to reward the people and the ruling class. It never gets to the people. That is Nicole Malatakis uh, discussing the situation in Cuba, and we're going to get to that in a moment and continue to talk about that as uh, the situation continues to develop there. want to also mention our interview there with Evan Hafer from Black Rifle Coffee. I don't know about you, Buck, but it's to the point now where if someone in the media reaches out to me to want to do a story, I ignore it. I just I, I, I oh. don't want to be involved. I don't want to be quoted. Uh, I do three hours of radio. If people want to quote me from here, it's at least in the context of our discussions. But there are so many hit pieces that are planned at all times out there that you know you're going to be misconstrued and misquoted. Well, you can see what the last time the Washington Post wrote about me. I recorded their entire interview, and they misquoted me. I mean, they had to apologize for, for airing in the quotations from our conversation. The news media is now openly propaganda warfare all the time. All right? Yes. So, so there's no sitting down with, you know, HuffPo or New York Magazine or the Washington Post and expecting that they're doing anything. If you're on the right and you're known as on the right, they're trying to destroy you. So that's that's the lesson learned for anybody who, who didn't know that. And and I see what they did to my friends at BlackRock. And they are my friends. And I tell you that just so you all know where I'm coming from on this. I'm honest with you. Unlike the left wing media that pretends to be neutral. Um, but beyond that, Clay, going after sponsors of conservative content, right? The people that that, you know, this is it's true when they go after Mike Lindell. It's true when they go after Evan Hafer, when they go after these individuals, there's a multiplier effect of the hit piece because they're fa- the reason the left wins so much in the media is that you can have Mercedes commercials on MSNBC. You're not going to have those on your conservative website. Uh-uh, and they want to no. go after the sponsors. I think it's 100% true. And uh, Black Rifle advertised on my own old sports show. I mean, we have a lot of advertisers. I, I don't know those guys personally, but I know what that process is like because I've been through getting targeted. 
uh, you know, and, and had quotes taken out of context, had a part of a sentence as the quote, all of that, which is fundamentally inaccurate. We come back. You heard us talking about Cuba. We want to play you several different additional clips to show where we are as it pertains to the dishonesty that is being spread in the whole discussion surrounding Cuba. But we just mentioned uh, Mike Lindell there, Buck. And uh, look, he is the inventor of my pillow, and he has been attacked and attacked and attacked. And he, to his credit, has leaned into the attacks and said, hey, I want everybody out there to know that my products are fantastic and I'm not going to be quiet about what I believe in. And I got to tell you, we've got his products all throughout my house and they are phenomenal. And right now he's got a six-piece towel set made with U.S. cotton, making extremely absorbent yet the soft feel you look for too. Two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Usually it costs $110 for right now. You can get that set for under $40 with the code Clay and Buck. All you have to do is go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials to get this insanely low price of $39.99 on the towel set. Deep discounts on other products as well. Enter promo code Clay and Buck. Meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic, they welcomed her and supported her and provided her with a free ultrasound. Kelsey heard her baby's heartbeat and she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, a baby's chance at life doubles. Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. To donate, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K, sponsored by Preborn. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. 
That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is James Golden, or Boss Nerdly. I hope you're enjoying the podcast series Rush Limbaugh, the man behind the Golden EIB microphone. There's a dozen episodes that will remind you of the greatness of Rush, with so many amazing stories shared. I'm your host of this series, available wherever you listen to podcasts. My Pillow and Tunnel to Towers Foundation are both sponsors. Thanks for being here with us on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Buck, and there you had uh, Mr. Snurdly telling you about the podcast. I, I want to pose a question. Clay and I are going to dive into this one together and, and make some sense of it. Is it fair to say that there are Democrats who are communist sympathizers? You will hear me throw around the term commies sometimes to refer to Democrats. I think increasingly... It's self-evident why that seems to sting for many Democrats. But is, is there is it true that they if they are not commies themselves in aspiration, which is an open question, if you ask me, one that has more and more evidence, certainly on the pro Marxist side of things or check marks in the Marxism column. But is, is it fair that they have a particular affinity for Cuban communism? Nicole Hannah-Jones is a celebrated author on the left. She's the person who is most credited with the 1619 Project, which did a whole lot of rewriting of history, including to the point of inaccuracy. And she, among other leftists, are, if talking about Cuba, willing to just say, yeah, we like protests, but the embargo is really the problem. U.S. policy is the problem. And is it more? is there more than that, though? Is there a we really like Cuba part of the Democrat left? You know how I would answer that. You know how Clay would answer that. But do we have evidence? Well. If you want to see the most equal multiracial, it's not a democracy, (laughs) most equal multiracial country in our hemisphere, it would be Cuba. Cuba has the least inequality between black and white people, any place really in the hemisphere that's, I mean, the Caribbean most of the Caribbean, it's it's hard to count because the white population in a lot of those countries is very, very small. They're countries run by black folks. But in places that are truly um, at least biracial countries, Cuba actually has the least inequality. And that's largely due to socialism, which I'm sure no one wants to hear. Oh, no, we, we want to hear her say it, Clay. That was from 2019, just to be clear, on a podcast. So that wasn't just now. But clearly that's how she feels about it. And I, this is where I, a lot of people are probably even thinking the, about the old Churchill quote that capitalism is the unequal sharing of blessings and socialism is the equal sharing of misery. Oh, there's equality in Cuba. All right, Clay. It's just not the kind that people want. Yeah. If everybody has an awful life, I don't think that that's what everybody's sitting around. I mean, the Churchill quote's fantastic, but I don't think there are a lot of people in America 
at least not reasonable people, saying, hey, in order to eliminate equality, we uh, eliminate inequality, we all have to stop living in homes and everybody has to live in the streets and be equally homeless. This is this is part and parcel, unfortunately, of this love affair that exists between the left and Cuba and this romanticized notion that Fidel Castro has in some way created a perfect world. And this is, I I think, and I'm not even kidding about this, the one benefit, I think, to Cuba being opened up would be if we sent a large collection of our most fervent socialism and communism believers, and they had to stay in Cuba for a long, hot summer without any functional air conditioning, without any real money, right? Live as the Cuban people do, where you're desperate to be able to find any way to make a living, where you have to stand in line for hours to be able to get a loaf of bread, and then bring those people back and ask them, hey, would you like to take back all of the praise that you've given Castro and Cuba and their entire country? Because I think if they were being honest... We need like a reality show where we have to actually force them to live as leftists live. And because Cuba's in the Western Hemisphere, because it is so near to Florida and we have the considerable uh, Cuban diaspora population or now it's a Cuban American population that was you know, formerly fled, formerly fled the, the nation of Cuba, the island prison state uh, that existed under the Castro regime and now continues with Diaz-Canel. It just shows you another it's another failure of socialism in practice. Remember, Clay, real socialism has never been tried or whatever. Right. I mean, this is we're yeah, going to get yeah. back to that, that that absurdity. It's a flawed application of socialism. Yeah. That's why it ended up but like that. You look at the countries right now in the in the Western Hemisphere that are among the very most miserable and Cuba and Venezuela would be. Very high on that list, two countries that have embraced not only socialism as a general concept, but also social justice as a means for destroying rule of law and replacing it with rule of class warfare. And that's what's that's what's destroyed both of those countries, Cuba, for over 60 years. Venezuela has collapsed really in just the last 20 or so because of the Bolivarian revolution that they said they'd bring about. Um, with with that regime. And so now we're at a point where we're seeing the left for who they really are in our country, which is people that don't actually believe that free speech, that universal human rights are the most important thing. They believe that everyone being the same, the politics of radical envy should be driving the way you run a country meaning that you pull people down and make them miserable as long as everybody, except the revolutionary elite, who in every communist or socialist society sit atop the pyramid of misery in you know eating the best food in the biggest houses and living like rich people, right? If, you, if you're a communist official, you're a rich person, effectively. Clay, the left is exactly like what we say they are. They're exactly who we say they are. Yeah, and look, I think it's important. Some people, the woman that we were just playing the audio from, Nicole Hannah-Jones, also is the patron saint of critical race theory in this country, the person that people point to because of the 1619 Project and have said America was founded on a legacy of racism and the reason why the American Revolution happened was to protect racism, 
not to actually declare independence from England. And so as you work through all of the flaws in her logic, it's important to recognize where those biases are coming from, colored in a large extent by believing that socialism and communism is the direction in which the United States should go. That is her belief, and that is the belief system that motivates her, and I'm putting this in quotation marks, scholarship, her history of the United States. There is an, an underlying comparison here that people often make. We'll talk about uh, racial Marxism versus traditional classical Marxism, right? If you go back to Marxist theory, there's oppression of the proletariat by the bourgeoisie, essentially those who own assets and the means of production, exploiting the labor of those who work so hard. And so the promise, the implicit, the, the, the explicit, the clear promise of Marxist theory is if you put a, and this is where we get to communism. If you put a revolutionary vanguard or a revolutionary elite in charge of reordering society with equality instead of individuality, prosperity, the capitalist system, etc., if you put them in charge, they will reorder society so that all needs are met and everyone is equal. What you have with some of the C- with CRT and the associated ideologies is there is racial inequality, meaning inequality among the races when it comes to material goods and concentrations of power in america and if only you will empower a progressive vanguard a essentially a democrat revolutionary elite if you will led by crt theory or something similar they will make everything equal in in the same way but you see the problems all still persist what's equal and, how, and what power do you have in the state's hands to do that how do you incentivize people to work how do you incentivize people to labor and to do their very best all the time if there's no actual upside to it for them it ignores human nature and replaces it with flawed ideas about state power and how utopia is possible so this is why they're to bring it all back to center here clay this is why they're fond of of communist cuba because they feel like at least they gave it a shot and why they took multiple days to say communism is bad Jen Psaki, you know Jen Psaki did a bad job in the White House press briefing when Joe Biden has to show up to try to clean up her mess and not just blatantly saying, hey, you know what? Communism is bad. We're not in favor of it. Uh, 20 years ago, Buck, it's hard to believe it's been almost 20 years. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping us to keep our commitment to never forget. This year, the foundation's honoring Gold Star and fallen first responder families with young kids and catastrophically injured veterans and first responders with 200 mortgage-free homes. It's a tremendous thing that they are doing. They're also Chairman and CEO Frank Siller paying tribute to the fallen by walking from the Pentagon to Shanksville on to Ground Zero, more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days the month of August through 9-11, 20 years. What can you do to help, Buck? You know, Towers of Light are going to shine at the Pentagon and Shanks Memorials in remembrance. This is reminding all of us about those who serve, those who are in the front of the fight and did so much so honorably for this country. The names of those lost to 9-11 related illnesses are going to be read aloud at a Tunnel to Tower ceremony on September 12th. And on Veterans Day, the names we lost in the war on terror will also be read aloud. Do good and help America keep its commitment to never forget. All right, never forget. Donate $11 a month right now. Think about that. It's just $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. 
That's T, the number two, T, dot org. Welcome back in. Closing out the Monday edition of the Outkick program. I am Clay Travis. He is Buck Sexton. We are rolling through what will hopefully be an interesting week. I want to update you. The story we started off uh, the show talking about, uh, the stock market with its worst day in the Joe Biden administration so far, as we currently speak, down a little bit over 900 points amid fears coming out of England and Israel and also the United States about a rising number of infections, even with vaccines potentially underway. Buck, we have talked a decent amount about this story in general, but it's not going away. Obviously, last week we discussed the fact that L.A. was reinstituting its mask mandate. And I think that's probably where we are headed is that is going to spread. And so the big question, and we don't know the answer, we just try to talk about the data that is out there with everyone right now, is how pronounced is this going to become uh, going forward in terms of cases, hospitalizations, everything else. And England, while we were doing our show this hour, uh, announced that there are now 3,813 people in hospitals with COVID. That is the most since March 24th, and 60% of those hospitalized have received uh, both COVID vaccines. So that is data that is out there since we started the show, uh, and that is motivating, I think, some of the stock market reaction today as fears about COVID and maybe the vaccines and how well they're working is uh, is continuing to grow. Let's see what uh, John in Ocala, Florida has to say. John, you're on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Thank you so much, gentlemen. I appreciate your show. I listen to you every day and miss Russian you know, so much. Thank you. I'm a day, I'm a day trader. Uh, day traders are people that trade stocks on a daily basis, hold it maybe a week or so. Uh, the maximum a couple of weeks. But what we cannot do is we cannot drop the market. We can only make the market go up. If all the day traders like myself got together, we couldn't buck the institutions. We follow the institutions. What are the institutions? Trade station, interactive brokers, the banks, uh, nations. Uh, China's real big in the markets. Uh, so, for the last 10 years, the markets have been going up and up and up and up and up. The rich people, like the Gates, the Bloombergs, the, the Gettys, uh, the Soroses, they hold stocks for, they don't care if it's 10 years, who cares? So they bought it low 10 years ago. They're holding the stocks. Now it's high. They're making an incredible profit. They're wiping out the, the little people like myself getting wiped out day after day after day with these with these huge drops and uh and then they'll buy it back up again when yeah i appreciate i appreciate the call i mean it's worth mentioning buck that the stock market has been at all-time highs and i always say look and i would say this to anybody out there who's listening to us i understand the goal to be wealthy that is one of the great things about capitalism is all of us can aspire to great wealth but ultimately the only way you can get wealthy 
in really significant fashion is by having some exposure to the stock stock market over your yeah, time. You, you have to own assets. You have to yeah. own assets. You have to own stocks. You have to own a company. Which uh, and, and so everybody's got to start somewhere. So I don't know what his uh, what his overall point is. The the market, if you just buy S and P five hundred index funds or whatever you buy, has been up a lot. Now we saw in March of twenty twenty, and this is where we started the show. The fear surrounding COVID tanked the market, and the question is, could that potentially happen again? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think we'll see a, a market rebound pretty soon here, just because I don't believe things are going to be as bad on the COVID front as the media is saying right now. I'm, I'm very suspicious, but I look. This is one of these times when uh, actually, usually I hope I'm wrong about the COVID stuff. Now I hope I'm right because if I am wrong, it <laughs> you're means you're more optimistic right now than uh, uh, you know. Uh, we'll we'll we'll, we'll than see. I am. We'll I'm see. nervous. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm nervous about the data coming out of England because the the pathway to reopening the country has been. Well, hey, anybody can get the COVID. If vaccine, you're right, we're in a totally different world and about about COVID at least. And the 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 conversation has to shift dramatically about what we're really dealing with here, how we're going to handle it. Um, and there are a lot of people who aren't going to want to do that because they would prefer to continue on with what has not worked, right? There's going That's to right. be this, this, this definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. I mean, that's going to be the hallmark of Fauciism. If in fact, we find that vaccines either have a lesser level of effectiveness against, against Delta variants than we thought, or if they don't extend protection as long as we thought, we have to rethink all because remember the whole pitch was got to get vaccinated as fast as possible. Everyone's got to get vaccinated. That's, that's right. how we that's how we get saved. That's how this goes away. If that turns out to not be the case, we got to rethink everything that we've been told about how we do truly go back to normal. And that's going to mean people have to start thinking about risk differently. Society's going to have to accept that they're this is what I've been saying along. The government cannot protect you. But from everything, but can endlessly annoy you and deal with and, and make things worse for you. So that's something to remember as we're looking at how this all shakes out in the weeks. Clay, I wanted us to end on I was going to make fun of Brian Stelter today so we could have some fun at the end. Instead, we're talking some gloom we'll and doom that. here. So. We'll play the Stelter and have some fun to start the show tomorrow. That'll be a good way to get things off and underway. Go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a single moment. We appreciate all of you, but man. I hope. I hope the COVID madness is not remerging, but I'm afraid it's going to. Make sure you subscribe to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton podcast. So if you miss any part of the show or if you're not in a place we can listen on one of our wonderful affiliates, you can check it out. Clayandbuck.com is the website. Back tomorrow. Talk to you then. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. sleep should come naturally and with the new natural hybrid mattress it can a collaboration between lisa and west elm the natural hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex natural wool and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow plus every purchase helps fuel lisa's work with shelters and those in need don't put off a good night's sleep any longer get a lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight visit lisa.com iheart that's l-e-e-s-a.com slash iheart
Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, govx.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. 